When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Are you surprised Bill Belichick's not uh, working as a head coach? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I am, but I'm also not. The Rich Eisen Show. How about Mike Vrabel not being a head coach right now? Why? A lot of times people think billion-dollar companies make no mistakes. And a 32 of them made a mistake in the last couple of weeks. Earlier on the show, Chargers head coach Jim Harbaugh. Coming up, Michigan head coach Sharon Moore. NFL Network insider Tom Pelissero. And now, it's Rich Eisen. All right, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. We just talked to Jim Harbaugh. Now we're going to turn the page. Sharon Moore, the head coach of Michigan football, is going to join us in about 20 minutes' time from the road. He's on the road. He's recruiting. He's doing you know what I'm saying? And that's why you, you become a head coach in the NFL. Well, some guys recruiting and pounding the pavement in, uh, in January, or now it's February, after very long January, yeah, very long, long season, the other guy's sitting in an office, smiling and Zooming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Doing preps for an upcoming season. That's the difference. Jim's, sitting, Jim, Jim, Jim's going to put his head on a pillow tonight in his own home or his own RV. The Harbaugh files, right? <laughs> That's what he's going to do. And Sharon Moore is on the road. You know? Life of a college football coach. Yeah, he's going to be joining us, as I mentioned, in about uh, 18 minutes' time. It's Groundhog Day. I mean, Groundhog huh? Day. Right? I got you, babe. I got Love it. One of the best movies movie. ever. Playing a different tape, boys. Harold yeah. Ramis, I believe, wrote and directed that movie. Right. A genius. And um, at any rate, we mentioned this because apparently... Uh, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow. And Punxsutawney Mike didn't see his. Okay. Oh, Redondo Mike. No, it's not about you, Mike. I know. We're talking about an animal. I am an animal. Can somebody explain to me, um, uh, explain to me like I'm five, how do you know an animal has not seen its shadow? Okay. I do a lot of research. I did a lot of research. I've done a lot of research. You are, excuse me, you don't have to say I've done a lot of research on this. When everything else you say with such authority, like you don't have to set, we just we just assume you know what you're talking about, Mike. By the way, by the way, not really uh, just uh, one person. Ain't gonna be here. Full Magic Johnson. No, but seriously, no. Go ahead, go ahead. So they they basically put the thing in there and they pull it out. What's the thing? My God, the groundhog. Okay. Seriously, you guys knew what I was talking about. <sighs> and seriously, it's like there's not just one. There's multiple Punxsutawney Phils. What do you mean? There's not. You think there's only there's not just, not just one? What do you think? It's so, so like hundred years? Multiple. No, no, I know the, the new Phil. There's like it's like it's like Butler Blue. There's not one do- bulldog. There's multiple. So then why Butler do you pull another Phil out and say, "Do you see your shadow?" It's not. It's like Phil squared. Phil. To the floor. I mean, it's multiple Phil. Well, it's like Uggs. Yes, it's like Uggs. Exactly. It's like Uggs. There's like a guy. Honestly, can you ask Sarah if if if, if the plural of Ugga is Uggas or Uggai? Ugga ten. R.I.P. Passed away this week. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. They don't live very long. Bulldog. 
drugs. I know. Short life. So, so I'm sorry. That, so wait a minute. There's multiple? Yes. So they put one in there to pull out. Grown so I saw they were having trouble finding one yes, this year. and they couldn't find one. Yeah. They have to find one to actually put in there. So it's not like the same one. I thought it was like, a, it was kind of was. I thought there's was just upset. one fill. No, there's multiple fills. All and right. Phil, like the groundhog. Wow. wow. <laughs> okay. So, you know, so, so how do they know that the animal has seen its shadow or not? Basically, if the sun's out, yeah. when they pull it out. <laughs> Mike, I told you I can't Dad, laugh, man. My no. back hurts. <laughs> This is great. Everybody wondering how it works. I Mike's going to tell you. Okay, One sorry, Mike. I sat in a wormhole. Sorry, too. Like, I'm like, how did so, they? So, so, explain to me. Say it again. See, so, so if the sun's not out, you can't do yeah, it? Yeah, so the, no, if the sun's not out, he doesn't, then he doesn't see his shadow. So if it's... Why'd you get so dramatic? Wait, my, my God. Because <laughs> I think... So if it's raining out or whatever, he, he, they, then you know he's not going to see exactly. a shadow. Then why go through the whole endeavor? Because the people, they enjoy You guys saw the movie. It's like a big thing in Punxsutawney. So you know if it's if it's cloudy out? Yes, they, you're done. It's just, it's, we're going to say it's <laughs> Mike, like, even it. when it's cloudy out, there's enough of sunlight to uh, cast no, a shadow no, no, somewhere. No, no, no. It's got to be if that's a partly cloudy then. I'm the weather guy, Rich. Come on. Mm-hmm. I know that. Partly so if the cloudy. sun is out, he will definitely see its shadow. 100%. And then it's like, we're now put him back in. We got like... More and winter. here I thought, first of all, talk about myths kind of, being blown, myth busting right now. I thought there was one Phil, like there's an Ugga, uh-huh. right in Georgia. There's just one Phil, and Phil lives a, a great life, 364 days a year. He just lives just like the rest of us want to be left alone, right? On our own time, yeah, of our own devices. Don't tree. bother me. Don't bother me at all. Just I want to be left alone. Except and then one, one day and then, a year, and then one day a year, some some guy in a top hat, dressed like the Monopoly guy, just drags his ass out of, of his home and says, "Do you see your shadow or not?" Nah. And then there's some sort of communication between animal and human that lets us know if the spring is six weeks. Wait, wait, Longer or not? Communication. The, the thing doesn't speak. It's not like it's going to well, say. It speaks in groundhoggies. I mean, yeah, they told us in the movie. It's true. So this, it, Chris, is this the way it works? You don't know. Me and, me and Chris. Somebody's got to know. Like I've seen the movie. Somebody, fine. I think that the people are going to yeah. be just lighting up Go the phone ahead, lines from at eight four four two zero four rich from Pennsylvania. I've seen the movie eight thousand times. I'm telling you. And you know, I I only just go on what like. Because that's Bill Murray's brother who plays the mayor. Oh yeah, Brian Doyle Murray. So, uh, Where, by the way, he once told, he once famously told some caddies to pick up the blood. Yeah, yes. pick up that blood. Right. Um, I have no idea how it works, but, but I, we do. Know I mean, obviously, there's... the superstition is yeah. sees the shadow six weeks of winter. Doesn't... If I'm not mistaken, Brian Doyle Murray was also the on the business end of being told to keep it fair. Yes, keep right. it fair. He was As he was getting his gre- palm greased. <laughs> keep it fair. Keep it fair. He was also the boss in Christmas Vacation. Okay. Uh, Wayne's World. He's the boss. Oh, yeah, sure. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's always a boss. So there you have it. The reason why I bring this up yes. is apparently the last he did not see his shadow today, right? Which means no, he saw his. Oh, shadow. He saw his shadow, yeah. which means no. Did he? I don't think so, Chris. No, he didn't. Can so we at least get this fact right? Come on, right? get this right. Yeah, he didn't see. He saw. Which means no, he, doesn't he doesn't early spring. So that's early spring. spring. Exactly. The, apparently, yeah. the last doesn't. four times that he did not see his shadow, and thus it was an early spring, the AFC team won the Super Bowl. Oh. Oh, I love this stuff. This is, like the, this is like the Washington so football it's team election thing. It's over. I hate to tell you. He was wearing they canceled Super Bowl. They, they canceled <laughs> Super Bowl 58. Let me do the jokes, Mike. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Super Bowl 58 has yeah, been canceled. It's over. I also saw 
an instance that in the last 30 years, when one team travels east to play in the Super Bowl and the other team travels west Uh to play in the Super Bowl. So, you know, there's sometimes two teams travel from the east. Right. Two teams travel from the West, depending on who makes it and where the game is played. Oh, they're meeting in the middle. The last seven times, seven times in the last 30 years, when a team that travels east to west and somebody travels from west to east, the team that travels from east to west have won the Super Bowl. So it's, oh. so it's rigged again for the Chiefs. So the Chiefs, <laughs> the three things, the three things. Yep. One, Punxsutawney Phil did not see his shadow. Two, one team traveling west, one team goes one way, one team goes the other way, and the NFL says, what do you want from me? (laughs) Right? The team that comes east to west wins. And then you toss in the fact that the NFL wants to see Taylor Swift celebrating. Well, we heard Taylor the one break down all the numerology and all the things going in the way of the Chiefs. Yeah, Yeah, but you know what? I was sitting here thinking. And last he, then year he cho- he was, and then, but then he chose the Niners right. at the end of well, the day. Well, you got a zag when people were I was it. thinking when LeBron was doing all that numerology about 13, you know what I was sitting here thinking? Yeah, Brock Purdy wears 13. Oh, so all of this yeah. could be. Oh. Why? You're going to use a 13 for her? Look, everything's applicable mm. to Brock Purdy. Ooh. All the 13 stuff. Has a 13 ever won the Super Bowl? Kurt Warner. Yes. Yeah. That's it? Well, Dan Marino who was uh, 13 him. in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't know. if You look it up. Uh, I'm getting ready. There's more than stuff. one 13, just like there's more than one g- I, groundhog. I, I actually have high school. So. Actually have oh, a God. You're a champion. from too. years ago about yeah. numerology. I didn't numbers. know. Let's see. All right. Let's get to it. It's a Friday. It's time for What's More Likely, oh. presented by Subway. Hit it. Hit it. What's more likely? Never say never, but never. All right, Chris, what's up? What do hey you have? Hey, guys, Friday. What's it, up? Everybody good? I am excited yeah. to do this. What are we doing tonight? Anything going out, Mike? No, I got to wake up early. All right, who's more <laughs> likely to get back to championship weekend next year? The Ravens or Lions? <sighs> um, oh, God. I'll, I'll go, Ravens. Oh, no. I'll go Ravens. Disrespecting the kneecaps. I'm huh? not disrespecting anybody. You asked me, I had to choose. You know, sometimes you make an opinion and people <laughs> get upset with you and then they don't want to be friends with you anymore. Yeah, welcome to real life. I know, like that's the way it happens. <laughs> and so I'm sorry. If I had to guess, I would take the one franchise that's been to NFC Championship games more recently than the Lions have prior to this season. So I'd go that way. Uh, I don't know how um, they're going to be able to replicate it. Um, the Ravens, as we all know, made the playoffs in back-to-back years. The Lions go long time between it. They, maybe we, we may be seeing a change in the garden, a changing of the way things go. But if I had to choose, I would take the, the team with the quarterback that's going to be named MVP a week from yesterday. How does that sound? I will go with that. I like it. I hope people are still your friends after this. I don't know. I'll 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 check my texts. All right, a lot of, a lot of hypotheticals in this one because uh, you know there's no games this weekend. All right, uh, more likely to happen first. TJ, the Cowboys win their sixth Super Bowl, or or the Lions win their see, first. Oh, 
immediately, just by him going, or he was dismissing your first part of your, your Well, question. I need to know. I was eager to hear what the what the, what the the other option See, was. I don't know, Rich. <laughs> I, I kind of know you a little Cowboys bit. six or Lions <laughs> number one. Well, do I have to be consistent here? No, absolutely not. Oh, then I'll go Lions when they're first. <laughs> no, wouldn't that be consistent? You well, no, I just said who's more likely to make it. Uh, I forgot. I forgot what you said for the last one. So. No, I, I think it's more likely that the Lions win their first uh, before the Cowboys win their sixth. Six. I think the Lions are closer than the Cowboys. No, I'm just saying. We got five. How are they not closer than the Cowboys? They proved this year they are currently closer than the Cowboys. Well, head to head, we beat them. Oh, well, I mean. Controversial. uh, The tuck rule was controversial. I mean. We're not arguing that. I guess. I guess. You know. I guess your receiver needed to have 228 yards to put it a little bit further out of reach. I mean. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I need to see what all in is. I need to see what all in is. No, I, I need to know what what does what is we're going all in. You're I've saying no that at the Senior Bowl. Now what are you doing the last what 30 does that years? Mean, what does that mean by, by new league year? If it means we're going out and getting Derrick Henry and figuring out how to extend Dak to afford Derrick Henry and afford everyone else, and then maybe throw DeAndre Hopkins in the mix and just keep on adding people who are hungry for championship trophies just like the Cowboys – then I'll go with Dallas. Derek Henry. But in the meantime, I'll go with the team that's closer, the Lions. What else you have, Chris? All right. Uh, we, a lot of debates are going to be uh, starting the, the whole uh, GOAT stuff, uh, Brady and Mahomes or whatever. But uh, we can all say Brady and Jordan are kind of the same. I think these two are the same. So who retires with more championships, Patrick Mahomes or LeBron James? Oh, that's easy. I'll go Mahomes. What, what are you looking at me like that for? Retire with more championships. How, how many does LeBron have? What's, what do you got for me right now? Four. All right. Yeah. So Patrick Mahomes is going to have a whole Troy Aikman career starting now to pass LeBron? LeBron has how many championships? Four. How many championships does Mahomes have right now? Two. Right. That's, that's do I think he's half gonna, as much. He could, he could have three more by the time he's finished? Wow. What's wow? Why are you so surprised by this? One guy's got a doubled up head, 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 head start. I know. He's also turning 40 on a team that just, you know. What if he goes to the look, Knicks? Doesn't look so. Next week. <laughs> okay. Stop. He'll be stuck on four. You know what? <laughs> hey, LeBron's going to be in Madison Square Garden, all right, Saturday night. Is he playing? I could have. I, I I bet you he sat this one out to make sure he's playing in Madison Square Garden. Yeah. I, I think he sat out there. Boston to make sure. That if it was an either or. I mean, what if he has 60? That's just going to fuel the rumors. Oh, I, like, I like playing here. Maybe I should make this my home team. Dude, don't <laughs> just don't try and cover the trail of you being so surprised here with me pushing back on your surprise. <laughs> with other stuff like trying to throw it out there that he's going to be a Nick, which ain't happening. I'm telling you, Mahomes may have three by next Sunday, which means two more between turning age 28 and his retirement? Uh, I'll take that. Wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So why do you think he's so surprised? Well, I mean, this is part of the bit. Okay. What else? <laughs> uh, more likely to pass Don Shula on the all-times win list. Bill Belichick or Andy Reid? Uh, how far is Andy Reid from the... By the way, I'm now going to ask for information before giving knee-jerk opinions <laughs> after my defensive player of the year kerfuffle. 
taking that way too personal. I'm 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 just saying I needed to get Kerfuffle. all the information out there before making a decision, and I swore to myself I'm going to do that from now on. Rich, no, how many? How many? How far behind is Andy Reid from Don Shula, Chris? Uh, let's see. Because Belichick is going to have to sit there and watch Andy get. What would you say? 11, 12 more wins next year Minimum at the very 12. least. Doing, including playoffs. Okay, so uh, Don Shula has 347. Yes. Andy Reid has 283. This is including playoffs. Uh, quick math, that is 64. Oh, jeez. Or a guy who is 18 away. Uh, 14. From 14 ti- away. From, from tying. 14. Oh, man. So I've got to figure out Bill's got to get a job next year. Yep, and then coach for like two, for two years. Two years. Andy Reid's still got a way to go. Uh, I'll go. Andy would need, what, five but, more 11 wins? But I'll go, I'll go with Bill, the guy. I'll, I'll does go Bill with the guy. coach again? Uh, that's a great question. I'll go Andy Reid then. I'll go Andy Reid. That's why I threw it out there. Okay. What else you got? Harbaugh to win their division next year. Jim. John or Jim? What? <laughs> Jay. Jay Harbaugh. Jay, Jay, I think it's with Jay, Jim. Jay Harbaugh. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Harbaugh John. I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go John. I'll go John. Dude, hey, we just had him on. You're disrespecting. I'm him not disrespecting him. It's year one of his program. Let him build Gosh. it up, Chris, before throwing expectations that might be too great to expect not to have him endeavor. Obviously, there are no challenges too great for him to endeavor because he's got an enthusiasm previously unknown to mankind. But let's go with the guy who was the one seed this year and. Um, and doesn't have Patrick Mahomes in his division sitting there with six straight yeah, division titles. Has and Joe I am Burrow. done. I am done being baited into pissing off Chiefs Nation as well. Enough. One of my favorite pastimes. What else? All right, a couple more. Uh, how about injured quarterback to return to the playoffs next year? Aaron Rodgers or Joe Burrow? Oh, I'll go Joe Burrow. And leave it at that. No, no confidence. What do you want? Own team. It's not. Jeez. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Let me ask you a question, yes, I Chris. Kidding. I am kidding you. <laughs> Without Joe Burrow, were the Bengals still in the mix? Yeah. Okay, it's because yeah. they had an offensive line that wasn't injury-ravaged, yeah. and they also had T. Higgins, and they also had Jamar Chase. And they didn't have an injury rid- If they had an injury-riddled offensive line, and Alan Lazard, <laughs> and Randall Cobb, now I know I'm just making it, I'm, I'm using names to just make a point, but come on, man. Come on, man. All right, last one. One team was close without last their quarterback, one. and the other one has 30 unnamed sources telling the athletic things suck around here. <laughs> what else? Last one. Uh, team to have the better offense next season. Counts. Arthur Smith's old team or his new one? Well, I, I got to... Um, Falcons, Falcons and Steelers. Great question. And what are you basing this on? Just points scored, like yards per game? No, I just don't. Good look at offense. It's just unknown what the Falcons are going to look like next year. I'll I'll go with what I'll go the Steelers. Oh, yeah, I'll go the Steelers. Just because it's a known what 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 they're going to do and what Arthur Smith can do, and I'm marrying it to what the Steelers have on the field. I just don't know. I mean, they both have QB questions. No, I, I I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. There you go. But I will just choose that. And that's what's more likely presented by Subway. Every epic footlong deserves the perfect sidekick. Drop everything and try a delicious new footlong cookie, pretzel, or churro. Ooh, 
at Subway today. Yes. When we come back, <laughs> my new head coach of the University of Michigan, Sharon Moore, will join us next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Sharon Moore about to join us from the road. This is great. Grinding. Um, so... Just trying to break the jinx of anybody around here talking to their college coaches on this program. <laughs> now, if I <laughs> could on, set man. it all, if on, I could, excuse me, if on, I could, man. hold on, let's get the TJ, Mike, this is going to be a very important answer. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. To a very important question I'm zoned. that allows us to see deep inside Chris Brockman's soul and thought process. Okay. Chris, if I could offer you the chance to have the new Syracuse football coach on the program for you to say hello to uh, and chat with. Fran Brown, let's go. You would take it? No. <laughs> there we go. Why not? Uh, didn't Why not? Work, didn't work out great the last time. But it was for your birthday. Dino Babers, we had him calling for your birthday. This is fresh it. off of it, one of Syracuse's best football nice. seasons we finished, in a long time. We finished the year ranked that year. Yeah. It had been a while. Uh, no, I have a lot of hype uh, going into this football season. I think we're going to make the playoff. Oh, wow. You'll be one of the 12. I think so. Okay, I which think, means you, you'd have to win the ACC for that to happen. Or one loss. Uh, I... I don't know. We're going to see two lost teams in the playoffs. You guys know that, right? We'll see two lost teams in the playoffs, but from the ACC? 
No. You'll see it. You'll see one from the SEC because it just means more there, and so it means so much to so many people. That aren't you aware of how much it means to SEC fans? I am aware. You are aware. I am aware. I think Syracuse okay. goes eleven and one All right. in the playoff. Okay. Okay. Quote Larry David. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to know. But we're but about no, to. No, I do talk. not want to talk to okay. Fred Brown. Thank you. That's what I wanted to know. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. He is the 21st head coach at the University of Michigan's football program, and he is a national champion coach right now, joining us from the road back on the Rich Eisen Show, but for the first time as the Head coach of Michigan football, Sharon Moore. Good to chat with you, coach. I'm blessed, man. Great to see you, Rich, man. Such a pleasure and honor to be on the show. Oh, that means so much, and uh, I'm honored to have you. Um, and um, I have I have so many questions. What's going on in your in your head right now as you're on the recruiting trail as the head coach of the University of Michigan football program, defending national champions, I might add. Uh, I mean, like Coach said, just going to walk around with our chest held high. Uh, super excited about the goals that we accomplished and set out to do, but excited for what the future holds and just going to continue to grind and make sure that we, we stay where we're at and continue to keep on that track. I, I guess I should have been more specific. A kid from Kansas who went to Oklahoma and then yeah. uh, decided to become a coach, grinding it out. What about that guy? Thinking about it. Humble. Yeah, humble. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I can't thank the man upstairs enough. I can't thank my family for the support that they've given me throughout my journey. But also, I mean, the number one thing I always talk about and we talked about is the players. The players have put us in this position of success. I mean, it's just it's a humbling experience and to represent the University of Michigan. Um, I can't think of a better place to do it. So just super humbled and excited. When did you first want to be a coach? When did that hit you? Yeah, when I was playing I realized like right probably after my junior year going to my senior spring, uh, I just was watching like coach Stoops around me and the, the effect that they had on the players there, how much fun they were having. And I just thought, man, like I want to be able to affect people that way in a positive outlet, um, obviously help win games, but like the way that they affect the people and the way my high school coach, my junior college coach, what they did and how much fun I saw they enjoyed life and they got to be around this beautiful game. That's when I figured, hey, I want to I want to do this. I want to be a coach. Is that when you first met my uh, my colleague Gerald McCoy, who's been pounding the table for you? Yes, yeah, in college, man. Gerald's a he's a special, special dude. Obviously, a phenomenal player, but an outstanding human being, and uh, that's one of my guys. I love. Gerald. Okay, yeah, he talks about you all the time, Sharon. He talks about you all the time. Yeah. Okay, and so when did you first um, connect with Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh. When did that happen? I I was at Central Michigan, and Dan Enos uh, was the head coach my first year there. And Dan you know, left, became the OC at Arkansas. I was still at Central Michigan for four years, and I was driving back from actually seeing uh, my family and driving into Mount Pleasant, and Dan, Enos, Dan Enos called me. He's the wide receiver coach at that time at Michigan, and he's only there for like a couple months. But he calls me, says, hey, there's a tight end job open. Would you be interested? I said, absolutely. And uh, I interviewed, uh, you know, I flew back the day of the national championship convention in 2000 and I believe in 2018 and interviewed there that next day. Coach made me stay the night. 
I had no clothes because I, cause I drove up from Mount Pleasant for two hours away. I had a suit and he's just like, yeah, let's get some clothes from the equipment room, stay the night. Um, it was phenomenal. It was awesome. I remember my interview like it was yesterday. I took off my coat. I started run blocking on a chair. He pulled a GA. He made me do it on the GA. He wanted to get a piece of it. Uh, it was phenomenal. And it was a true, true Coach Harbaugh interview. And I loved every minute of it. And, uh, you know, thankful for everything he's done for me uh, at this point and continue to bless him. Okay. So, two questions off of that. What do you mean run blocking on a chair? What, what do you, what do you, <laughs> yeah? What? So, you know, we interviewed, we had an interview and I was interviewing for the tight end job. And, yeah. You know, I talked about my philosophy, how I coach the position. Uh, but the first thing I learned from one of my mentors, Dave Borgley, was uh, when you do an interview, like, you need to show what you're going to do and teach it. So when I taught it, I literally took off my coat jacket and I started rum blocking on how I would teach rum block. And then Coach maybe did it on GA. He wanted to be a part of it. Uh, <laughs> it was awesome. I, that, and just knowing Jim, like you must have had him in hello by grabbing a chair and let's start run blocking right here. I'm taking off my coat, you know, attacking yeah, with an enthusiasm, I mean, was, you know? Yeah, it was awesome. I just wanted to show how I would teach it and talk about how I teach it, but show it. And it was a pretty cool experience and uh, very, you know, unforgettable. And so when you, when you said stay the night, I mean, was that the, and, and, and they gave you gear from the equipment room. Was that the first time you put on Michigan clothes? It was. It was very, uh, very special, surreal. Um, I, I remember, you know, just getting that, getting the stuff and putting it on because I had nothing else. I had a suit and that's all I had. So, you know, coach said, hey, you, need, you should put some. Wow. I mean, being able to sit in a hotel room and see that, you know, Michigan gear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was my last question. Hotel room. I don't know if he put you in the Harbaugh guest room or anything like that. So, you know, and, and what if somebody had told you, cause obviously when, when you're, when you're trying to, um, you know, climb a ladder as a coach and you're an assistant, it, it is all in, in, in one day hoping to get a program of your own. What if somebody told you that day, hey, this is not just to get a program of your own. This is to give you a path to become the Michigan head coach, to to succeed Jim Harbaugh. What would you have said to that yeah, individual I then? Yeah, I wouldn't have believed them. Uh, I would have said that you're crazy. You're out of your mind. But very, very humbled and blessed that, that I am in this position and uh, excited. Okay, so Sharon Moore, head coach of Michigan football here on the Rich Eisen Show. Here are some other questions I have for you. Um, What was it like? Describe for me, from your perspective, that flight to Penn State. You're on this plane. You have no idea if Jim Harbaugh is going to be the coach there or not. You have no idea if you're going to be the coach of this game or not. What was that flight like that day? Uh, I mean, the flight there, I mean, we kind of, you know, we heard rumblings. We didn't really know. And I'm sitting right by coach and we're like on the plane. We got Wi-Fi and like twiddling through our phones, not really watching movies. And then like we land. And when we land, that's when we all see it. Like coach is not, you know, he's going to be suspended, whatever. And, you know, we're sitting on the bus, driving on the bus, talking about, you know, different options. He's like, well, should I fight it? And and this is the, the best part about coach. He's like, well, you know what? If I don't fight it, It'll be, you know, it will, you know, they'll stop talking about me and it'll be all about the players. He's like, because I don't want to fight it and then them continue to talk about me. He said, it's about the players. He's like, I think we're going to win anyway. So I, I don't want to make this about me. I should just, you know, I should just sit out and, and, you know, you handle it and 
let it be about the players. And I was like, coach, we, we need you there. Uh, we want you there. Um, so initially he, he, you know, he put a fight, you know, he fought for, but you know, whatever happened, didn't happen. And the players just, you know, that's when the bet started, we were at dinner and the guys were, they, Chris Jenkins, I think tweeted it out and then JJ did and then the rest of them did. And it was just like a, okay, you're going to take our coach from us. You think that's going to stop us. And it was a, a very big boulder that was on their shoulder that they thought um, they wanted to prove themselves right, not necessarily prove doubters wrong. And, you know, the results are the results. So how did you handle it, putting the headset on? Yeah, you know, yeah, for me, it was a uh, – I, I was extremely confident in our team and the way that they practiced, the way they prepared at that moment. Yeah, obviously it was a surreal moment for me because, there were, you know, we were going back and forth. Uh, whether coach would be able to coach. And we were waiting at the, he was waiting at the hotel and then our AD ward manual came on about 90 minutes before the game kicked off and said, Hey, uh, we got you, you know, you're going to coach the game. And I, I, you just heavily relied on the staff. Everybody we have, we had an amazing, we have an amazing staff. So that was uh, very humbling. There was not any nerves, not any anxiety. I was just super excited to watch the boys play. Well, and I mean, and then the, the photograph we have up is obviously your emotional response upon winning the game um uh, uh, what 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 do you think brought all this on when now that you look back on it this reaction yeah i think a number of things i think um you know when you go through crazy you know times like that and uncertainty you know there's a lot of emotions a lot of human emotions and sometimes you know i wear my i wear my heart on my sleeve and i'm not afraid of that so uh I, it was a super emotional time, excited time. But, you know, to watch our players go through all this craziness and people try to doubt, the, you know, how good they were. And it was just it was just cool to watch our players play at that high level and play angry, play fast, play physical, play for each other. And when you're part of a family and something happens good or bad to your family, there's emotions involved. In it. And uh, we have a true family. So I think that's where that all came from. And uh wanted to do it for coach Harbaugh and, you know, and, and prove his legacy of who he is as one of the greatest coaches to coach at Michigan. And then two weeks later, Oh my goodness gracious. I mean, this, the, um, I mean, it's tough for me to try and maintain my professionalism. So I'm not gonna, it, it was, it was truly one of the most remarkable days to see you on the sideline for Michigan as the head coach against Ohio state and then beat the, the the you know the Buckeyes for a third straight time and um uh, and knowing that now you're you're undefeated still going to the Big Ten the entire uh construct of of doing it for coach and doing it for the team and doing it to prove everything that had been accused of the team that had been ripped out root and branch was not the cause of the success of you and the 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 awards that your offensive line was was accruing under your tutelage and leadership and everything uh, and i'm wondering what that meant for you to have beaten ohio state as a head coach of the university of michigan albeit uh in as you would say interim only for the moment i uh, meant everything i mean just winning that game uh, regardless of whether you're the head coach or the, you know, office coordinator, O-line coach, defense coordinator, it means it means everything. That's everything we work for all year. That's the standard we uphold ourselves in that program and we'll continue to do so. Uh, we know everything we do and we work for, we're trying to beat them every single day. Uh, so it, it meant everything. And that's that's the game we work for. And I uh, was super excited for that moment, for our players, for our fans, for the university. 
to continue what we've been doing, and, and we look to continue to uphold that standard. Absolutely. Sharon Moore, the head coach of Michigan football, a few minutes left with him as he's on the recruiting trail um, in his first week full-time on the job. So the um, the national championship is won, and I know I'm just fast-forwarding here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Through that, I just yada, yada, yada one of the greatest three weeks of my entire life, and I'm sure yours. But um, but now I'm wondering if Jim's coming here to Los Angeles or not. How did how did you handle the that interim period where you were the uh, offensive coordinator and assistant, and now wondering what was happening? Yeah, you know, there was always the rumblings, there was always the things. But Coach is very transparent with us and told us what he's going to do and you know what he's going to look at and. You know his options and if it was if it was there then it was there and he would he would look at his options and if he thought it was best for him and his family he would take it so it wasn't a lot of worrying it was just kind of you know worried about that day what could we do that day to make sure that the players there were excited to come back and and keep rolling and they are and now they're out there working but for us it wasn't as much worry as you know happiness for coach but happy that we just won the national championship you know i think some people go their whole lives not, you know, coaching and never get to that point. So I think it was a blessing for us to to get there. And obviously we want to get there every year. Uh, but so we definitely celebrated that moment of, of being national champions. And so when now that you're on the, the recruiting trail, what are what are, I guess, the the questions you're being asked by parents, by recruits about who you are and what you're going to do with this program now? What are you hearing the most? Yeah, you know, they just asked me, will the program be ran the same, what the staff will look like? And I think all those questions will get answered, you know, as far as the program being running the same, you know, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, there's a lot of things that we do. We do phenomenal here, and I want to continue that path. And uh, there will be things that I do a little bit different that are my way, but there's not going to be a wholesale change of the culture and the brotherhood that we have because it's really good. And I've been here for six years and understand what it's taken to get there. And I'm not going to mess that up and, you know, bring in the right people to coach our student athletes, be a part of our student athletes live and really be their families is, is the number one goal right now. Do you have one thing? Cause I'm sure many of my <laughs> like-minded individuals are, uh, are, are, want me to ask this. What, what are you going to do different? What, what can you be specific about right here that you think is going to be yeah, different? I mean, real, the, the biggest thing is to be me, you know, coach is a, a special human being. He's an awesome, phenomenal coach person, but you know, just in the realm of everyday living, I'm going to be who I am. Um, I, I'm I'm full of enthusiasm, just like Coach, but uh, I'm I'm just a little different than him, you know. And uh, I'm I'm going to put my touch on the program. Uh, we're going to have fun, just like we did before. Uh, but we're going to be super aggressive, super aggressive in recruiting, super aggressive in everything we do. Uh, and, and the toughness, the physicality, the smash mentality that we have in the offensive line room. We'll just continue to carry out uh, through, you know, the University of Michigan football program. So you're saying you're not feeding chickens in your backyard? Is that basically <laughs> no, you're saying? No, I don't have any chickens. I got okay. a dog. Okay. I got two daughters, but okay. no chickens back there. So that'll be different. Okay, very good. Um, and so um, the the NIL world and the, the lack of rules, uh, quite frankly, that are uniform for everybody to follow – uh, we saw the head coach of Boston College take a defensive coordinator position with the Green Bay Packers. We're, we're hearing how maybe part of the reason why Jim wanted to leave is he's going to a spot for prof- a professional football where, where there are rules for free agency and you don't have to keep recruiting those who are already in your program to make sure that they're happy. 
how how are you in your ways in your belief equipped to handle this part of the business right now yeah i mean we really support nil and and what it you know what it means for our players you know the the earning of their name and image and likeness and and earning what they deserve um so definitely going to fight for the players as much as we can and and what we can do um so as as much as i can you know get the money and raise the money for our players um that's what i'm gonna do and it's just it's just part of college football it's evolving so you have to evolve with it and continue to stay ahead of the chains and uh that's what we're gonna try to do okay and then on the on the trail at all or is anybody being asked about the nc anybody asking you about the ncaa and the investigation and everything else are you and how do you how do you respond when asked about that yeah i mean that's something that's out there uh we don't know what's going to happen with it and we're just going to take it day by day you know obviously i think the uh, president made a, a great statement talking about how uh you know our players and, and we want it fair and square you know like just like coach said think we're innocent and we'll just keep trucking along and attacking every day and and that's what we're going to do okay you got a you got a phrase you got a quote anything like that about uh i heard you just say attack each day i heard that one yeah, we'll um, definitely attack you. Stay with enthusiasm, known to mankind. Understood, understood. But Absolutely. do you have anything, anyone of, of your own? You got one that you're, you're, you're hatching? I know you're using the word smash a lot. I'm hearing that. I do use the word smash a lot, but no real quotes, uh, no no catchphrases, nothing like that as of right now that, that have uh, bobbed in my head. But, okay. you know, the, the big thing that we're going to do in our program I've talked about is we will do three things. You know, we've talked about the process, the pursuit, and the standard. And we've hit the process. We all talked about process over prize, and we got the prize. Now, you, you, you know, you continue on the pursuit, and that's the pursuit of greatness. And once you do that, you know, you win a couple of championships, you graduate your players, um, you get them to the next level, you see them be great husbands and fathers, you become the standard, and that's what we want to be. Well, I mean, you, it, it kind of feels like you've already – jammed uh, a lifetime of head coaching experience <laughs> into like one month. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> like, yeah. you, you know what it's like to coach a game if you don't know if you're going to be the head coach. You know what it's like to coach the biggest rivalry game, I'd like to say, in all of college football, if not yeah. maybe all of sports, and that that's an argument. You know what it's like to be there on the sideline of uh, college football, you know, national championships, semifinals, the Rose Bowl, my goodness, and then, yep. um, you know, game plan for for a national championship within a span of six days and then become a head coach your own, uh, of your own. Uh, it's It feels like you've, you've been through a lifetime already, you know? Yeah, it's been it's been a uh, – people ask, like, how's the – you know, congratulations, how's it been? And it's it's been a super blessing. It's been phenomenal. But it's been a crazy three months. And uh, But I wouldn't trade it for a world. How old are your girls? Uh, four and one. Oh my so God. my four-year-old is, her name is Shiloh, and my one-year-old who turns two in June is Soleil. Uh, they are the bosses of the house, and they know it. <laughs> okay. Well, Coach, listen. Um, uh, I, you know, whatever you whatever you need to maybe help out in any way, shape, or form. You know, you've got uh, a friend in me right here. Thank you. Uh, and uh, no, thank you. Are you kidding me? Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being you and thank you for uh for for being part of the program and then taking it over. And uh, I can't wait to see what you do with it. I appreciate it, Rich. You got it. Thanks again. Um drive safe, be well, and uh let's uh let's chat soon.
Yeah, we will. Thank you, man. Appreciate you, it. You go could, Blue. Yeah, go Blue to you. That's Sharon Moore, the uh, head coach of Michigan football right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, baby. Okay. Hopefully I don't have that same jinx that others on this show have talking to the coach. You set up the interview <laughs> for did. me. You, so did. you're the jinx. Oh, and I set that interview up too. So very good. All right, let's take a break here. Good luck. Oh, by the way, there's college football news that just broke. Oh, let's go. Oh, I can't wait let's to tell go. everyone about it. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. What goes through your mind when you hear everybody wants one of you? You know, it's flattering and humbling, Rich, but it's a result of the success we've had as a team. And, you know, it's nice. just like, you know, but, it, but it, you know what, though? It is true, though. Like, we got great coaches on our staff. We got good players. It's a, it's a great reflection of our organization and what we've done. And, and I think, um, you know, that's the biggest thing. And to see guys that we've worked with over the last couple of years get opportunities mm-hmm. with Matt and with Zach Taylor, you know, they're deserving of it because of what they've done on their own merit. And when they go in and compete for jobs, people say, man, we can see this guy leading our organization. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing those guys thrive. Have you told Kingsbury that he has a job because of you, too? No, sure, that's the King, Cliff got his deal on his own. Okay, no, I'm sure he did. I mean, you had, you, you know, you were, you were, you were knocking on his door too to join your staff. I know that. So you, well, I know he, you, when you, he was, he, you, you pants him according to. Shea. I got you told, him good, didn't I? Yeah, you, that was I, pretty I, good. You told that to Schefter that you, I did. You totally. What did you do to him? Then? Well, uh, basically, you know, we, uh, he, he obviously has a pre-existing relationship with with Patrick Mahomes he was out here doing some things and Cliff was was having dinner with him and a group of people and we have a mutual friend and I I tricked him into thinking that you know he was tampering and that he was gonna lose some picks it was uh what you changed somebody's somebody's name in your phone to Roger Goodell I did did? Uh, our mutual friend he uh (laughs) yeah I couldn't let this this go on too long so our mutual friend a guy named Chaz Gessner we put I put his uh number in my phone as Roger Goodell (laughs) and had him send me a text that said you know hey this is tampering you know better than this you guys are both you know and and I showed it to Kingsbury and I said you know Mr. Goodell he never texted me I said you better call Steve Kahn right now (laughs) and his face 
He was like, I, he said, I thought I was going to throw up. He's like, that's wrong. I mean, I couldn't let it go on for more than 30 seconds. Yeah, it. it was, uh, it was a good but a bad joke, man. Okay. I mean, he's like, you ruined dinner, man. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Hour number three, Tom Pelissero coming up. One thing I want to talk to Tom about is something that I just talked about with Jim Harbaugh and I just talked about with Sharon Moore. And, you know, Jim's like, hey, uh, I, I, I love the transfer portal. I love NIL for the kids. And every coach that says I love NIL for the kids means it. Right. I mean, they want the kids to actually get paid. Uh, Harbaugh, you could make the case with the NCAA didn't like getting a middle finger from him because he didn't uh, play along with the whole hamburger thing, (laughs) cheeseburger thing and and what have you. But he also he also said, you know, hey, these kids deserve their money. And and, um, (laughs) you know, he's been saying that for quite some time. The reason why I bring all of this up is because. The NIL and the portal, if you handle the portal properly, clearly you can bring in talent, but you also have to make sure your talent doesn't leave. And if you promise NIL to a kid, it's not supposed to be an inducement. It's supposed to be you're here on this campus and you're going to be able to make all this money based on your name, image, and likeness. But a lot of kids are being promised an opportunity to come to a school and get the NIL money. And suddenly somebody comes in from the portal and takes that kid's job and suddenly the NIL money dries up and you don't have a contract. And it's tough to also keep your kids. It's tough to do all of this. Sharon Moore's on the road right now. It's February, you know, 2nd. And he just had one of the longest seasons, as you just pointed out. And so it's an easier gig to go to the NFL, which is kind of funny to say because that is pressure packed. You can get fired really easily. Case in point, how many jobs are open this year, right? Mm-hmm. The reason why I bring all this up is I the, the reports are that um, that Chip Kelly's interviewing for offensive coordinator positions. He was the one who came out and said, this is the way the NCAA should be, and he, 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 he told you about a Super League, essentially. Get a bunch of like-minded teams in terms of what revenue sharing needs to be and what revenue bringing in needs to be and what you're offering kids and what kids can make and scheduling is all sort of uniform. And let's play it off, right? Let's play it out. And we saw Boston College just lost its head coach to to the Green Bay Packers. An actual head coach in college football said, I will become a defensive coordinator in the pros. It's tough out there. So when we have told you back in the day, what was it, 2020, 2021, when the Super League formed for like a a day and a half (laughs) in Europe? It was like 46 hours. And, And we said, what would possibly become a super league in the United States sports scene. And we said college football. Mm -hmm. And you even heard Chip Kelly give some sort of a construct of what it would look like or what needs to be looked like. And I keep asking everybody here who comes in or on this show from the college football world, who needs to raise their hand and start taking the lead on this sort of thing. And you're hearing Nick Saban retired to say he would take a lead on it. 
as sort of a de facto commissioner of it. Well, what happened a half an hour ago? The SEC and the Big Ten announced a joint advisory group of university presidents, chancellors, athletic directors to address significant challenges facing college athletics and opportunities for the betterment of the student-athlete experience. Rick Dalton, Jeff. There it is. Right there. One word to the NCAA. Adios. Now, that's a big leap. In this statement, Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten, says how much of respect they have for the NCAA, and they're part of the NCAA. To quote the phrase of the league that Jim Harbaugh just joined, Jeff Lafley, the Boston College head coach, just joined. Chip Kelly apparently wants to rejoin. Not for long. Not for long. This is the way it it should start. Because kids deserve their money. They deserve their money that's being offered to them and not pulled back because some other kid comes from the portal and goes, oh, that NIL deal that we were talking about? Yeah, I mean, we can't offer it anymore. Or it dries up. Or the guardrails that all of these school presidents and athletic directors and coaches want can't be set up because there's too many schools asking for the guardrails to set up. They all have different needs and different wants and different worlds. It starts with these two power conferences, and we just saw it happen on this day. 100% I'm going to be proven right on this. It's going to take a long time. But the, the fact that school presidents of the Big Ten and the SEC are getting together and forming this, and they're going to start talking and talking and talking about it until they come up with who else wants in on it. You know who else wants in on it? Eventually, the Big 12, the ACC. Then you're going to have to see who's coming in and who's not because it's still too many schools to play. And they should just do it just like Chip Kelly. Do it for football. The same way that Notre Dame could be an independent in football, football can be an independent in college sports. Mm -hmm. And let everyone else do their own thing like the old way because, what, softball teams, golf teams, what, are you going to travel across the country? Because the Big Ten now goes from sea to shining sea. There are similar cultural and social impacts on our student-athletes, our institutions, and our communities because of the new collegiate athletics environment said SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey. The Big Ten and the SEC have substantial investment in the NCAA, and there's no question that the voices of our two conferences are integral to governance and other reform efforts, said Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti. Three words, NCAA, not for long. And then the other word, adios, or adios muchachos. It's coming. Hour number three on the other side, Tom Pelissero. 